Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, uh, and welcome to 2021, I suppose, um, and the first podcast of the new year. Before we get into it, before we introduce all the guests that we can see on the screen, it is like a Zoom call tonight, and um, that's what it's like, it's like one of the work Zoom calls. But before we get to that, early years, we've heard of things like Rangers being demoted, etc., as a tragedy and, and things like that, really... 50, 50 years ago tomorrow is a tragedy, what happened at our club. Um, we are 66 people who went to the football like we all do every every week, if, if obviously COVID wasn't a thing. Uh, they never came home. So really, I think we have to put into perspective what you know what our club's all about. It's all about building winning, yes. It's all about building in trophies. It's all about building being the most successful football club in the world. But we can't forget about those who have been you know, just as big a part of that history as anybody and, and, and those people who went to the game that day and never came home, sadly, eh, never got the opportunity to watch Rangers again. So what we've done is we've got a wee video and we're just going to let that play for a wee minute.
Guys, if you do have a glass to the 66 absent friend who won't be here to see the game tomorrow. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Obviously, we don't like to start the new year on a somber note like that, but unfortunately, as Rangers as a club, we need to because we can't forget these people. They'll always be remembered, and hopefully tomorrow the three points are for them. Um, hopefully the lads can get the job done. 55 for the 65. You're right, everybody that's saying that in the in the comments. Now, let me get to the introduction part. We'll be here all night. Uh, Paul Seas, Happy New Year, mate. How are we doing? Happy New Year and Happy New Year to all the viewers. I'm very well, thank you. Good, mate. Good. Jeep. How's it going, mate? Happy New Year, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Yes, thanks for tuning in, guys. I know it's flipping New Year's Day and all that, but Happy New Year to everybody. Um, Callum, you've returned after a long absence. Lengthy injury you had on the sidelines, mate. You're now back. <laughs> Put my hamstrings in, but I'm back. Ready. How's it, how's it going, mate? It's going well. I've got no more studies, so more time to focus on the pod, shall we say. Good. I'm very well, mate. Happy New Year to everybody that's taking their time to tune in and watch this wonderful podcast. And uh, 17 clean sheets in 21 games. Let's make it 18 tomorrow, please. Yes. Derek, how's it going, mate? What the bad Scott? Happy New Year, everyone. Good, mate. Good. Good smashing. Happy New Year. I thought that was it. I thought that was it. Well, <laughs> I thought I was there. I promise <laughs> start. Obviously, two, uh, we've got two special guests on Wednesday night. Um, Dennis Sensation, Gordon Reid. How are we doing, mate? Happy New Year to you. All good, thanks. Yeah, Happy New Year to, to everybody tonight. Um, yeah, Hopefully, it starts off in the, in the right foot tomorrow. Yes. Gordon Smith, obviously, you've been on the pod a couple of times now, mate. Happy New Year. How, how was things for you? How was your How was your Christmas? Yeah, it was quiet, as we can imagine. Uh, happy New Year to everybody as well. But, and... Uh, Hope everybody's uh, in a good spirits tonight and uh, looking forward to the game tomorrow. And uh, I certainly am anyway. But as I say, it's been a quiet time. Uh, it's been one of the worst scenarios we've ever had to face is all this COVID-19 situation. But let's hope we can get out of it in 2021. Yep, yep 100%. 100%. Obviously, it is only going to be a happy new year if Rangers win the more. So there is no pressure on the players in that respect to, to turn or make our Christmas and New Year celebrations no more kind of, you know, daft, because we thought in every single game, don't ruin Christmas, so they beat St. Johnston. Then, don't ruin Boxing Day, so they beat Hibs, and don't fucking ruin New Year, so they go out and they beat St. Man. And now it's, please don't ruin the rest of the year. Yeah. <laughs> go out, go out and beat them, please. That's <laughs> all we ask, lads. That's all we ask, it's no hard. Um, before we go on, I'm just going to um, play a wee clip for Stephen Gerrard. Um talking today about the 66 Nids connection um, with obviously Hillsborough Yeah for sure, there's certainly uh, a relation from my point of view, obviously my connection to the Hillsborough disaster as well um, certainly know um, what this uh, disaster uh, means to people and obviously want to send my full respect to all the families and the survivors and also pay my respects to the people that passed um, it's a very poignant day tomorrow, uh, the 50th year as well. Um, in normal situation, we'd have a lot of people around the ground and um, we'd, we'd obviously put a full service on in this situation and we could pay our respects that way. Uh, obviously because of the COVID-19 things will look slightly different. Um, but, you know, as a club, we still want to pay our full respect to everyone that was involved. Um, 
and to all the names that are no longer with us. So um, it's a very special day tomorrow. Um, myself and the players are all aware of that. Um, I think the club are going to release something later with more details in terms of what will be happening um, at Ibrox tomorrow. But um, you know, I would also ask, like to ask our fans to try and just stay away. I know that's tough um, in the situation, but um, we also have to pay respect to the situation we're all in at the moment and um, stay safe at home. So, message is clear for the club. Don't go down as much as it's hard for us all to think of that because that would be something that I'm sure majority of fans would like to attend. But don't go down. We're probably doing more harm than good, to be quite honest. Um, stay at home, watch the game, and hopefully the club pay the respect. Well, the club will, club will get the, the respect that it deserves um, tomorrow. Turn our attention to tomorrow. Policies. Do we feel pressured? Do we feel confident? Um, oddly enough, this is the first old firm match I've gone into in a long time that I'm not feeling nervous about, and that actually worries me because, as you know me, I'm a bit of a worrier, shall we say, um, and I really do get the, the heebie-jeebies quite badly, but I'm feeling strangely calm about the whole thing. I think if we go out and we play our, our game, football we've been playing, we should be okay. I mean... Or if we play, if we certainly if we play a European style of football, because we've seen they cannot handle European style of football. So if we go out and play like that, we we, we should we should win the game. Uh, I wouldn't say comfortably, because no firm match is comfortable, no matter how you look at it. It never really is. It's always like a war of attrition. Um, so never underestimate them. You know, they're, they're not on the, not had a great run of form. They have been beating the, the sort of lower teams, and all of a sudden they're back from back from um, being awful to world beaters again. But they're not really. Um, whilst we've had a lot of really hard batches that we've done really well in. Um, so, yep, yeah, I'm, I'm quietly confident and I think we should we should win this. Snagsy, what are we thinking about tomorrow, mate? Obviously, you're, me and you have been pretty, I'd say, positive ones on this podcast about Rangers and, and how people don't want to draw us in cup competition, except if he's a man, of course. Um, how, how are you looking forward to it, mate? Um, I've I've got the same jangly nerves that I normally have, uh, stomach turning and all that kind of good stuff that goes with it. Bit of anxiety, you know. It goes. I think um, for uh, for me, there's there's a couple of couple of key things that need to happen. One is that we don't allow Turnbull to have too much of the ball because he's clearly been the key since coming back from injury for them. Uh, he's in a bit of form, scoring and um, providing for them. Um, at the same time, but also obviously missing Ryan Jack and potentially Scott Arfield as well for a bit of time is is going to remove a bit of balance from midfield and we need to be uh, cognizant of that and obviously make sure that we adjust our game plan accordingly and I think we'll see a lot of um, long balls over the top from Conor Goldson to Barisic and so on and so forth so I'm quite excited about it, um, tentative but I, I, I really hope we do the job. Jeep, is it one mentally tomorrow rather than talent on the park? Do you think it's who wants it most? Nah, well, obviously you need to you need to show up and play well, do you know. But obviously these games are always the, the mental side. Of it is always really important. It's it's important that you go into it with ice in the head, but fire in the belly, as they say. So, aye, it'll, I, I don't know. I'm shitting myself. I'm nervous. My stomach, <laughs> my stomach's my stomach's churning as I'm there sitting here right now. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's what I'm saying. But before we come on, you're going into it 16 points clear. <laughs> I don't know. There's Rangers when we're favourites. I don't like it. I would rather the underdog because I think we perform better. However, they have earned the tag as favourites. And Derek, suppose, come yourself for this. You've covered many games as a journalist. How do you see a game like that going when it's of such a magnitude and everything that goes with the circus that surrounds the whole firm? 
Uh, it's like uh, Jeep says, it's about uh, keeping your head in the game, isn't it? And, and not letting the, the occasion, not, not playing the occasion, just play the team. Um, I think that's going to be key tomorrow. I think the match is, for Celtic, it's a, a must-not-lose game um, for them. I think they'll come out and try and uh, have a go, which may play into Rangers' hands. Um, I don't know if they're going to be playing uh, the diamond. We're hearing a lot about this midfield diamond, which may allow the, the two wing-backs a bit of... Uh, Barisic and Tavernier a bit of room down both flanks so it'll be interesting to see how, how they line up tomorrow if they go toe-to-toe with Rangers I think um, Rangers will get the players to open them up um, so it could be quite an open game it's, in, it's an intriguing one but like Jeep says I think it's uh, it's vital just to, to keep the head in this we've seen so many times players losing the uh, losing the head Morello brings to mind so it's going to be vital that they, they just uh, keep to the, the task in hand go out and and execute it. Callum, do we think Alfie will finally break that duck and and get the goal against them? I think we'll all combust as a fan base if it happens, but I think we would all pick, pick three points over that. Yeah, absolutely. The three points is the most important thing. The thing is, I, I am what you would call an idiot, whereas every single time we play them, I think, well, it's, it's true. Every single time we play them, I think this is the game that he's going to score three do you know what I mean? It's never here nor there. It's always always three. And another thing is, every single game that we play yeah. against them, I'm always confident until the day of. So it'll be tomorrow when I realise, fuck, this is quite a quite a big occasion. So I am. I'm, <laughs> I'm confident so far, but we'll see. I'll get the heebie-jeebies through me tomorrow, no doubt. Probably excluding Derek for this, but Callum says about how he's an idiot, right? So let's go to the pros. <laughs> 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 Before he is, we'll take that, right? <laughs> Five years, rather. But let's go to let's go to the pros. Gordon Reid first. You're obviously top top sportsman, top professional. You 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 play singles tournaments. You play doubles tournaments. How how is the pressure for you going in when you, when 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 you're maybe expected to win? Um, also, do you find that we have more pressured when you have somebody with you through maybe the like in a doubles match through fear of letting somebody else down, or do you prefer to be on your own? Uh, well, I think. Pressure is a good thing. Um, like you said earlier, uh, the team have earned the rights to to go in as favourites tomorrow, and they've done that through brilliant results and, and great form so far this season. So it doesn't really matter if we're confident as long as they're <laughs> confident and they should be confident. So yeah. I think that's really important. And yeah, me personally, I, I prefer playing as part of a team, um, having that responsibility. I find that a good motivating factor. And I think we've seen that throughout the team uh, this season as well. Everybody's playing for each other. Uh, the team dynamic's brilliant. It seems like everybody's really happy in the camp. And I think that's having a big factor on positive results. Gordon Smith, how, how you've obviously played in Old Firm games. You've scored in Old Firm games. How is how is the pressure and the build-up? How, how does it feel, both when you're, when you're expected to win, as probably Rangers are tomorrow, and when you're not expected to win and you've got to dig out a result? Yeah, it's, it's actually... It's actually sometimes better when you're not favourites for the game. Yeah, sometimes yeah. you can be more relaxed getting into an old firm game. But if you look at the, the season, it's quite interesting what's going to happen tomorrow because, you know, a lot of people don't realise and, and have forgotten. See, when they played each other in October, Celtic actually were in as good a run as Rangers were at that time. They both played about 14 matches and had about 12 wins, both teams. So they went into that game and Celtic were favourites, obviously, because they'd won the league the year before and they were in good form. Rangers that day comfortably and Celtic's form dipped after that. Celtic fell away after that. So what's happened is 
that they've come back of late, but it was mentioned earlier on against weaker opposition, but they have changed the team about. And this is what I was going to say, what I don't know the guys agree, that it's a major tactical thing tomorrow. I'll tell you why, because if Celtic play the way they've been playing in recent weeks, they play with a midfield four and they play a diamond shape. Now, what's happened in, in recent games and what's made it quite tough for Rangers week in, week out, is the fact that most teams play a 4-5-1 formation, which means they've got two wide midfield players that are actually backing up the fullbacks to stop Tavernier and Barisic getting forward. Now, if Celtic play the way they've been playing of late with that system with the, with the midfield but diamond, then Barisic and, and, uh, and Tavernier to get on the ball a lot more and become a much more of a threat. Now, that's one, that's the positive for Rangers. The other side of it, the, the worry maybe Stephen Gerrard would have would be the fact that they've got four players in the midfield that are all pretty central and two strikers. It means that the you know, Rangers will be, will be quite, if, if there's any counter-attacks and all that, Rangers can be quite vulnerable in the counter-attacks because of the, those attacking players yeah. that they have. So that there's there's definitely a tactical thing there tomorrow to see how it goes. But I think if, if Tavernier and Barisic can get on the ball as much as I would expect they might be tomorrow, if Celtic play the way they've been playing of late, then that's going to be a big factor. And I think that Rangers can then uh, score enough goals to win this game. See, that's how when Gordon was on the BBC doing his punditry, I didn't mind paying my licensing fee. Now they've took it down to Michael Stewart, and that's what you miss out on tactical analysis. You do, I mean, he's talking about biomechanics and all that. It's just nonsense. <laughs> Absolute nonsense. Yeah. Uh, well, how, you know, the funny thing was, I went, he, was, he, was, he was on the show one night and he was talking about a midfield player like he was. He said, you know, you've got to be able to get in the box and get goals and all that. I checked, I checked his career after that. He scored in his whole career. He scored 14 league goals in his career, right? <laughs> 14 league goals, right? You know, I, I scored more than that in my, my, my half a season. And he's actually ca castigating a midfield man for not getting in the box to score. You know, that, that shows you. <laughs> Brilliant. How, how do we think Gordon Smith obviously being an ex-pro how do you think the, you know, the new fans at Ibrox in an old firm game unique for our players in that respect because obviously it's an old firm game the place would be rocking I suppose we've experienced it with the European ties this year that you know we're, we're used to that maybe and it is going to be a mere tactical battle and you'll hear shouts more how, how does Gerard's, for instance, you're trying to get messages onto the players. You're heard more, but also you're heard more to the other side as well. How how does that? How do you think that works? It's difficult to say. I, I honestly can't believe. I mean, the the players are getting more used to it, but I, I would I would have hated to have played in front of no fans at all. I, one of the great aspects I enjoyed about playing the game was fans, and the bigger the crowd, the better mm -hmm. I found it. You know, even the fact you know you, you were just enjoying the atmosphere. You never heard what anyone was saying or anything like that. You just it was the atmosphere that was great to play in. And I think yeah. that that's what some players will miss it. Some some players might be more comfortable with it, fun enough, because of the fact that you know they maybe don't like to get a bit of stick and they don't like to, to hear any booze when they when they when they make mistakes or whatever. But I think in general, if you want to play at the top level, then you want to play in front of big crowds. And I think that's been a tough situation for right through the the whole the whole world in terms of major countries with teams trying to play yeah. play at high levels. But Rangers and Celtic game is generally about the atmosphere. Yeah, here's. Captain James Tavernier talking about the fact there are many fans here. Um, you're obviously going to miss the fans um, playing at home, uh, but it's our pitch, and you know we're more familiar to to the to the surroundings and obviously the size of the pitch. So it may work in in our favour, but it's a game of football which I've which I've played plenty of times in these games, and you know it comes down to who wants it more on the day. So you know <clears throat> we've got to. Um, 
approach it right and uh, start the game off right. I suppose it's, it's, it's right into it. So once it more, it's get, just yeah. getting about them. Go and go and win the game, Paul. That's that's got to be the message. Go and win the battle early doors, and then go and win the game. Absolutely. We're a better football team. Well, yeah, we are. I think man for man, we're a better team. I mean, I don't care what everybody else says. I think we are man for man, a better team. And it's quite right. It's whoever wants it more in the day. I think um, they, they made some caution to the wind and really come at us because uh, um, apparently the team's been leaked. Saw something earlier on. So I, I, I don't know anything about that. Um, so the they made. Back. Yeah, the moment's back. So, um, yeah, so they may, they may they, I get, I, I, I funny feeling they're really going to come at us. They've got, they've got nothing to lose. They can't. They, as Gordon said, they cannot lose this match. They have, to, they have to win this match. So they, I, I can see them coming at us, and that could play into our hands very nicely indeed. Jeep, does that suit us? Them coming at us? I think so. I mean, you've seen if if you saw the game with Motherwell, uh, which I think is did. You know, it's whenever you sit in, we are. You can call you can call it whatever sort of formation you want. It was a five five zero. Um, if you're going to come at Ibrox and play that, then it's it's obviously going to be really difficult to break teams down. Um, if they come and attack, I mean, we are we are really good on the counter attack as well. I, I know what Gordon was saying that you need to you need to keep the back door kind of closed. Um, if that's the way that they're going to play, but it, it, that would also kind of work in our favour um, if they do come at us because we've I mean we've got players that can kind of bomb up bomb up the wings as well. But I don't know. I'd be surprised um, if they play the diamond. I think. Uh, I think I think they'll come with one up front. I don't think they'll play uh, both Griffiths and Edward tomorrow. I think they'll start one of them. Oh, it depends what Griffiths done in Hogmanay, isn't it? If you're the rules or not. Making wings. Making wings. Mare wings. He'll get a lot of stick, Neil Lennon. See, see if actually he was to go with that system with just one up front and then they do lose the game, then the, the stick he's actually getting will multiply after that because the Celtic fans will be saying he couldn't even, you know, off the back of a run when they're winning games and he goes for, he goes for a more defensive lineup. then I think he'll get, he'll get a lot of stick for that. He'll, he'll be expected tomorrow from the Celtic fans to have a go. And and, that, and that's, I just wonder whether, I think I think he will go with attack style. I'm not, I haven't heard any leak of any team yet like that, but I think, you know, looking at it with, with the way they've been playing of late and the results they've been getting, I think he's got to look at it and say, well, we, this is a game we need to win. Because if Rangers win tomorrow, as I say, more or less the league's over. Snagsy, would you go along with that? Rangers win tomorrow. Game, I'd say we certainly have one hand on it. But can we allow ourselves to think like Well, I suppose it's fans. and I think it was David Edgar who said it on Twitter. When he had the whole, when he everybody was talking about before the St Johnston game, oh, we've got Celtic, we've got Celtic, and everybody was saying, listen, we don't really, we can't really think about Celtic until we beat St Johnston, Hibs, and St Mumford, which is correct. However, as fans, we can possibly have one eye on that, but as players, we have to play in the here and now, and they had three games to get through first before we got to that. Now, all focused now on that, but is it game over if if we win? I don't think so, mate. I think. Um... Obviously, you know there's still 18 games to go. Uh, 17 after that one. So, like you say, it could potentially be one hand. And as uh, Gordon alluded to earlier, you know when when we won that last game back in October, they went on a massive you know downward trend in terms of their um, kind of you know form. So, I think whichever team wins on the day, obviously, hopefully Rangers, then then you know that will potentially happen again. Um, there's still a long way to go, but you know stats wise, teams are averaging five shots a game 
against us, 1.5 of those shots on target. And obviously last time Celtics played us, they had zero shots on target that day. So I'm, I'm hoping for a replication of that, uh, to be honest with you. So, you know, as far as things go, it's stacked in our favour. It's ours to lose. But um, I'm certainly not going to be you know, treating it like a 55 if we do win the morrow. <laughs> Although it will relieve a certain portion of anxiety, that's for sure. Mate, I'd pay my licence fee for you. That's, that's like, you, you'd make a shoot with the, the, the shoes after the socks off and everything. He'd be checking for pen. Like, what did I write? <laughs> which, which, which one's left? <laughs> Brilliant. And just as you alluded to there, <laughs> they had zero shots in target against us the last time. So when managers are asking for referees to be brave and give penalties against Rangers, it usually works if you get into your box. If you don't get into your box, you can't get the fucking penalty, lads. You know what I mean? It's basic biomechanics. I mean, maths, right? You can't do that. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So, I don't know. I don't know. Callum, you're a wee bit younger. What's your perspective on it? We win tomorrow. <laughs> is it game over? <laughs> or have you been scarred by the banter years? <laughs> well, no, I, I just... Yeah, I'd, I'd say I've been conditioned to think otherwise. Do you know what I mean? You can never you can never take anything for granted. One hand on the title, maybe, but it's a heavy, a heavy title. So we need two hands. After after tomorrow, we're in pole position. The one thing that, that's worth mentioning is all you see in the media these days is how much pressure is on Rangers, and it's every old firm game. And the pressure tomorrow is, is, is always on Rangers in any game we play, but it's more so on Celtic, I would say, because they're the ones in such a such a bad position just now. So we're the ones that need to go there expose that back line and and have some fun I would say I'd like to think so I'd like to, uh, Gordon Reid I think that's that's what we need to look at we need to hope that the players are, are looking at it and ha- want to have some fun go and win the battle go and win the game play your football the way you normally play it and we should be good enough to win the game absolutely yeah we've got the players to, uh, to cause them a lot of problems tomorrow and the players will play their best when they're enjoying the game and when they're feeling good on the pitch. So hopefully, um, you know, the way that Celtic come at us tomorrow, that will play into our hands. That will give us space to get our creative players in the ball. Um, I think, you know, Roof wasn't firing at all cylinders um, the last time we played them. So I'm, I'm looking forward to, to seeing him up against their dodgy defence tomorrow. Yep, which uh, somebody said in the comments, it's like his hairline all over the place, which I thought was quite good. <laughs> so Somebody asked Tav, today, one of the journals asked Tav today about, obviously we win it, what does that mean in regards to the title? Well, we know we're not going to um, win the league on uh, tomorrow if we win the game. We know there's a, a lot of games still to be played, um, but we know this game's just as important as the as a game against St Mirren that we just played so we've got to approach it with the right mentality and, and try and get the three points As long as the players keep saying things like that I'd say we're on, we're on, you know, we're in a good good place at the minute because Derek we've all been scarred with Dubai trips and with winter breaks and all that early years the last two years I don't think we need any more like that so as long as the players are thinking like that I think we'll be alright yeah, you're, you're right there. I mean, there is no Dubai this year, of course, so that's out of the equation. I don't know if that was just coincidence that the form dipped after that, but um, it'll be good that they can just crawl in uh, and they get, they get, I think they don't have many mid-month as well. They have a full week of training uh, game every every weekend and, and try and build up a, a bit of steam. They've already built up a, a great bit of steam. Of course, there was the, the slip-up 
to St Mirren in the League Cup, but that seems to have jolted them uh, and, and woke them up, and, and they've uh, and they've progressed in, in the league with some uh, some really good victories. Um, so they've set up well for for tomorrow. Um, you just have that 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 little nagging doubt in the back of your mind of a potential collapse, and, and, and it's. it's I mean, you, you wouldn't blame yourself for having that because we've seen it in the last couple of seasons. It's happened. So, um, yeah, until, until it's mathematically uh, secured, I think you'll still have that nagging doubt, I think. Kenny Watson's asked, I uh, wonder if Hulk Hogan will be tuning in. I can confirm that I have sent him a He's Goal um, link and he will be tuning in. <laughs> oh, again. He will be tuning in um, for that. Paul, you can't complain, mate. I've not told that story this year, so... You know what I mean? John, no, they're not having a break this year, mate. Nope. He haul. Thank God. So we can play all the way through. All the way through. Uh, thinking back to obviously the first derby under Stephen Gerrard, which was at Parkhead. I've still get beat. Um since then we've been pretty decent against them, I would say, Paul. And the mentality shift in the players, I don't think they're as scarred now by the by the old firm games. Do you know what I mean? And I think that's I mean, I don't know, go with Gordon Smith next and find out then, you know, does does that play in your head when, when you get beat off teams? But, Paul, in your opinion, mate, I, I think we have done no too bad, even in games we have lost. Yeah, I think there's a mental toughness about the team now. Um, certainly from certainly from last season. Like, go, go, I think getting the first old firm victory um, at Ibrox, um, it was one, the first one in a long time in the league, was, was a big thing. That was a big shift in mentality. But then to go to Celtic Park and win there, that was, I think that was pretty it's pivotal in how this team is now performing, I think, especially in the big matches. Although we had the collapse after after that last season, um, uh, beginning of last year, I think there's a, a definite, definite uh, uh, positive, uh, more PMA, positive mental attitude about the team now. They are stronger mentally. They seem to be absorbing the, the pressure that's placed on them uh, and using it and channeling it to, uh, to to their advantage rather than it, letting it overcome them and swamp them, uh, I would yeah. say. Gordon Smith, does does it play in your head when, when you've maybe had a couple of sore defeats against the team? Does it stay there, um, you know, in, in games after that? Have we lost them? We might have lost them. Hey, what will is? We'll play Stephen Gerrard, talking about it. We'll come back. I think I've been on record before saying that in the first game we played against Brendan Celtic, I think it was only normal. There was a lot of anxiety. Um, there were still players that were probably feeling a little bit of hurt from previous fixtures and scorelines, and I think it was only natural that um, you know we we approached that game a little bit apprehensive. Um, but in two and a half years, I think you'll agree with me that things have changed. You know, the squads grew, we've improved. Um, we've had experiences and the journey uh, that we've been on. We're in a much better place now. Um, that's not to say that the challenge is not going to be tough and we don't respect the opposition and everything's going to be straightforward. It's not like that. These derby games um, are very challenging. They're very tough. Good players on both sides. Um, but for sure, in terms of the confidence and the belief and... Um, you know, every single one of my players really looking forward to this fixture. It does feel different than, than the first one we faced. Gordon Smith, I'm just going to come to you. I was just saying there before Gerard started talking that when you've had a couple of dodgy defeats against a side, when you're coming back up against them in future, does it is it still in your head? Does it does it scar you mentally? No, you, you, but you do think about it. You do uh, know you have to perform better 
in that game when it happens. So you have to lift self to think, well, you know, these these games are past now. This is a, this is a, another game. It's a new game. So you can't ever be a, directly affected by it and, and lack confidence because of it. I think that, you know, if you look back at the last three games, uh, oh. Oh. played against Celtic. One of them was obviously the League Cup final day. We've kind of lost Gordon, I think. I think so. We've kind of lost him. Um, we'll go into the team selection. Snagsy, would we go with Hollander or Balogun tomorrow, centre-half? Uh, Hollander for me. I think um, he's he's um, a player that reads the game really well and defensively he's, he's, he's not really put a foot wrong. I think um, the old firm game's maybe a bit too soon for Balogun, although a lot of people have singled him out for his pace over Hollander. I just I wouldn't feel confident with him. Um, in the back line for that fixture. Chip, do you agree with that, mate? Oh, I would start Hollander. I like Balogun. I'm, I'm a, I'm a fan of Balogun. I like him. I think he's, he's good. He's physical. He's obviously quick. Uh, hey, Gordon. Um, but uh, no, I would, I would, I would go with Hollander. Uh, I think he just gives us a much better balance in the back four, just when being left-footed and stuff on the left side. And but like I said, I do like Balogun, but I'd go with Hollander. Would MD go with Balogun? Rob Kiernan. Oh, Jesus Christ, I'm Get off the podcast right uh, now. <laughs> <laughs> Not this again. You'd be as well as playing, well playing me. You go to the States or something? I don't know. I think he is. I think he's with that Orange County. He is. Aye. I was going to say, it's, it's definitely hotel Wi Fi, yeah. judging by that room. <laughs> And, and the fact that he was getting changed halfway through when he was speaking a minute ago. <laughs> mad, mad. Uh, Gordon Reid, who would you go with through the middle tomorrow up top? Do we, I, I think probably the majority on this pod would maybe go with Alfie. Um, but you, MD, MD different for yourself, mate. Would you go with MD else? Uh, no, I'd go this the team against St Mirren, but probably uh, Kenton for, for Hadji. Uh, I think that's our strongest eleven at the moment, and um, obviously it was great to see see Alfie get his goal the other night, um, break his trout, and hopefully break another one tomorrow. But obviously we want him, we want him firing, we want him scoring. We're a better team when he is, so it was yeah. great to see that goal the other night, and he, he took it well. Obviously it was uh, put on a plate for him, but he finished it well because uh, he missed a, a similar one. Uh, yeah, uh, was it the was the Hibs game? Uh, Thanks, Johnson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was quite a similar chance. So that'll do a lot for his confidence, and um, hopefully, yeah, hopefully, he can get another one tomorrow. Gordon Smith, who would you go with as a kind of attack-minded player? yourself? who would you go with through the middle? Your front, or your front three. Uh, the front three, I think. I think would be Morelis, Roof, and Kent. I think that'll be the front three uh, for this game. I think the biggest the biggest problem he'll have is to whether because of the, the Celtic, the way they play the midfield. I think he'll definitely go Davis Kamara, and then he'll have a decision to go whether it would be Zunga or or um, uh, Aribo in, the, in yeah. the midfield as a third as a third member of that. Because it, if it's Aribo, that's more of attacking style. Zunga might be because he thinks he maybe just need to have a bit more protection in there uh, if if Celtic was to suddenly break because of the type of players they've got in the break if they play with two up front. So that'll be the decision. I think that's the only. Uh, apart from that, that's the only change that or the only decision you have to make. I think the other players more or less pick themselves. I think he'll definitely start with Morelis 
uh, Roof and, and Kent as a front three. Calm. Do you think John Hartson said about the pressure being on us, right? Because we've never been in this situation before. He could say the same about the other side, right? So, is the pressure on Rangers tomorrow? Well, that's exactly what I was saying earlier. You can, the fact that you could say it about the other side, you know, it's just any anything that you can drum up early on that tries to put Rangers as if they, it's, you know, that we could bottle it or something like that. It's just nonsense. I think the pressure is is always on both sides, as I said already, but. Celtic have obviously never been in this position either, so it's it's on both. I think it, we're in a good position just now in regards to the team where we're sort of arguing over, oh, this person could start or this person, whereas before it's always been a nailed-on lineup. It just shows you how far we've come under Steven Gerrard that we've we've got three or four viable options in most positions that that we believe could do the job. So this is this is all parts of the reason why I'm I'm gaining confidence. Snags eight there, paid hands in the media. They're ones who are controlled by by the master of everything at Parkhead, the puppet, the puppeteer, you know what I mean? Who just control even the league, even the chief executive of the league he controls, you know. Um, so it's kinda a bit it's kinda a wee bit you know, he's playing a wee game there, but obviously Chris Boyd hit back the cracker and said, Well, they've dealt with it well so far. So you know, you've got to weigh that up, you've got to see it what it is. It's a wee bit of mind games, it's a wee bomb trying to get flung in here and there and everywhere. We've got to put up with that, and C155 is lifted. It'll be all the sweeter, mate. Exactly. And do you know what, mate? Games aren't won in the media, they're won in the park. So whatever's written in the paper can, you know, quickly be regarded. Like, it's all nonsense anyway. Yes. Correct. Correct. Now, last two European, uh, European, last two New Year derbies, Rangers have came out on top. Obviously, last year's was really, really satisfying because it was at their place. Do we think that, obviously, it's lifted the, the mentality a wee bit now as we, go, well, we can beat them there as well, right? Gerard was talking earlier the day, I'm going to play the clip about the, about the pressure and, and just what I was saying there about Hartson, about the pressure being on Rangers. This is the difference, I believe, in the mentality, and I think it's winning that game at Park as well last year that helps us, right? And just as with, with Gerard's... Yeah, we've, we've got no fresh right? injuries from St Mirren, so the squad will be um, pretty similar uh, going into this one. Um we, we we don't think of the pressure as a pressure. We we, we think it we think it is an opportunity. Um, it's a big game. We're not going to try and play the fixture down, but at the same time, we've also got to just focus on uh, the task in hand, the challenge, the game plan, what we need to do. Um, we obviously are well aware of Celtic's strengths and weaknesses, and we need to make sure we give the players a game plan to go and execute and also defend uh, in the best way we can. We're not really focused on. Leads at the top. It's an opportunity to to take three points, and if we do, that obviously puts our position um, a lot stronger where we are. Gordon Smith, what was it like to score a winner in a cup final against them? <laughs> that was a great feeling. I must be honest with you. Uh, the only problem was Jock Wallace gave me such a hug after the game. I was injured after the game because of that. <laughs> 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 he grabbed me around. He grabbed me around the neck. Honestly. <laughs> Uh, it was my first season, my first cup final. So to do that as well, and, and you know, against Celtic, we came back that day. It was 1 0. Coop scored the first goal that day, and then uh, we're in extra time, a couple of minutes to go. Uh, when I got the, the winner, it was it was, it was good because I kind of read it in a way. Because what happened was Alan McDonald went for the header, and uh, we, we latched for them, latched for, got above them and punched it. But I, I had a funny feeling I was going in the box thinking that, that might, the ball might break to me, and it did, and I managed to get the goal. 
and it was uh, a great feeling. It really was. It was a special memory. Paul, it sees how would you react, mate, if you scored a winner against them in a cup final? I couldn't possibly say live on the internet. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, no, don't worry. Um, I, 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 that's the thing you really don't know. Not just you probably just run around the pitch, just just going absolutely mental. Yeah, I don't think I'd get a chance to to uh, to do very much. Probably just run towards the crowd, sort of that, and then actually know you'd be completely swamped by the rest of the team. It's got a big cheesy grin in your face. You know, probably missing a couple of teeth and stuff like that as you've been hugged and punched. And that sort of thing. yeah, it'd be great. Gee, but I liked the Bulls one when he scored at Ibrox in December, I think it was 2002, and he done the whole to them. <laughs> <laughs> I, like that. I don't know if I would be one of the ones that would still be Jesse to them, you know, probably get myself sent half. Always, always, always had this image at like in the 90th minute of Park Eden, just, just like sliding in front of the Green Brigade, like. <laughs> Uh, honestly, still in their bags, getting pel pelted with all these pennies, and you're just taking it. I'm like, aye, aye. <laughs> it's only worthwhile if you've got to run to the other end of the pitch to do it. Do you know what I mean? A bass style. I am. I'm talking about scoring at the far end and then running towards the other end. Add the bio. Add the bio style. Yeah. Add the bio. Yeah. Paul Billy's got a point there. Could it possibly stay live? No, like you can't be pushed. Yeah. It's actually very true. I'm not. Uh, this is actually my first beer. So, <laughs> so we're going to go to the, the, the viewers now as well in the comments. And if you've got any questions for either Gordon Smith or Gordon Reed, then put them in the comments and, and we'll we'll get them up on the screen and get them answered. Because it's not every day we have two staunch quality Rangers supporters who ones who's actually played for the club and scored in cup finals, etc. Won trebles. You know what he talked to. So Indy that, that wants to ask him a question, then batter on. Um, Callum. Your favourite memory of an old firm game so in your lifetime? In my lifetime, I don't know. I'd, I'd, it's, it's hard he's to six. pick, honestly. He's only had one match. <laughs> you're going to show your age here. Catics last year. Aye. When I was born in 2015. <laughs> <laughs> If I if I was to say that I was at school for Barry Mackay's goal against them in the library, you know, like the silent doing this, that would that show my age? Yeah. Get out! <laughs> I tell you, I tell you, when I was that day, I was I was in um, walkabout in in London with the the Rangers um, London loyal, and I was actually crowd surfing, getting covered in Guinness when that when that goal happened. <laughs> But I was in a school library as well. It was quiet. And I was... Yeah, I was. I was. I was at Bazbowski's place with uh, him and Simi, and we get absolutely trashed that evening. It was very good. Can it be that? Can you? I was. Um, I, was uh, I was sat next. I was sat next to Alan Roth at that, that game, and I think Celtic should have had a throw in or something. I think sure. they should have had a throw in. You say, you say to me, Rangers better not score for here. Then two minutes, <laughs> two seconds later, Mackay does that. Oh, you should. moment, but what a goal that was! Yeah, that, that was one of the ones as well. The linesman actually gave it as their throwing, and the referee went, "No, it's my decision." It's, <laughs> the referee actually overruled the linesman, and, we, and if the ball got chucked into Barry Mackay, and he shot. Brilliant! Fuck it, makes it even better, doesn't it? Thank you, Dallas. That was great. Thanks. Question like that will come back and bite me now. Question for Derek first. Where's your picture? Ah, yeah. I've been moved up the stair um, tonight, so I've been demoted to the stair, so that's the reason. I'll be back next week, don't worry. 
There you go, Mo. You Mo, go. Was, Mo was hoping you were going to say it secretly in the post to you. <laughs> um, Gordon Smith, a question for you. Why does Alfie deserve to start the game, in your opinion? I just think because I think that he's got something to prove. Uh, he scored the last goal there. Uh, the last game he scored the goal. And I think that uh, this is a this is a game where I think that because of the, the sort of strength he's got and the pace he does run about a bit, he hasn't scored against Celtic yet, but I just think he deserves to be the player that's in there to start the game. So I, I would definitely go with him to start the game because I think he's got he's got something to prove uh, against Celtic and maybe this time will be the game, the game when he actually gets a goal. Definitely, 100%. I hope you're right because it would just be... You're incredible, absolutely incredible to see Alfie score against them. I think we'd all go nuts. RFC coming out. Sorry, on you go, mate. No, I was just going to say, like, see, obviously, it's been a, it's been a, it's been a long, long thing going on, going on. The fact that Morelos has never scored against Celtic, but there's there's so many games that he's played against them where he's played really, really well. Do you know there's yeah. there's, there's been oh, games hey, that even, even even the just the role he plays. I mean, he was really really unlucky in the league cup final last year. He had plenty of chances. Obviously, he missed the penalty in that right, but he had plenty of chances. Their goalie just had one of the days that just nothing was going to go by him. Do you know what I mean? But and I know he, I know he's missed sitters years ago and stuff. But even since Gerard came in, he's he's always just played a specific role and he's and he's done really well. Do you know? So as much as everybody's everybody's dying from his score just to kind of go on the question itself why you should start I mean in, in these games especially it is a battle in a way and, he, and I think he's, he's always played well enough to, to deserve a starting jersey anyway even though he's no scored see that game obviously last year with, last December he was brilliant mm-hmm. yeah brilliant. obviously with a with a, a striker the, the onus is on you to score the goals but if I, I don't really care who scores, to be honest. I don't care if it's Connor Goldton who scores a double or if it's Morelos. If if we score, we win, and he's played well, why doesn't he deserve to start? Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's, especially Correct. if he's... Yeah. Correct. It's a team game. It's a team game. We've we'll got goals from all over the park, and that's that's we've relied too heavily on Morelos, by the way, coming to scoring goals. Now we're no. Now Morelos can, Morelos can play his game. And actually, you know, affect the game in a positive way without being on the score sheet. I know Morelos doesn't see it like that. Morelos gets a wee bit huffy if he doesn't score because he's a striker. But that's natural. You want your striker to want to score goals. That's that's what it's all about. The thing um, is, well, the two centre-backs at Celtic are probably going to play. They'll probably beat on an ayer that will play at the back. And, and yeah. Morelos, is, Morelos is, is stronger than the two of them in that respect too. So they, they might have a, a real trouble handling him. Whereas if, if they're the bigger guys in there, Duffy can play, you know, it might be a bit easier for them in terms of strength-wise to handle Morelos. But I think I think that both uh, Beaton and Aya would struggle against Morelos. That's why I think he'll start he'll start the game up front. RFC coming old is obviously says it's our thoughts on Kamara getting a new contract. I, without going run everybody man for man here, I think we all desperately want to see Glenn Kamara sign a new contract. Yeah, <laughs> quickly get yeah, it done now. <laughs> because he's, oh, he's incredible! I thought he was amazing the other day again against the man. He was he's he was playing with him at phenomenal. times. He's he playing phenomenal this season. It really, as he's been brilliant this season. So he gave me another another level. Um, Calvin Bennett has got another question for Gordon Smith. What's your favourite song to sing? Stroke play on the guitar. <laughs> um, 
song to sing it in terms of what what type of song what they talk about you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's a family show god it's a family show you can't you can't say the billy boys <laughs> i once actually i once did record a rangers album uh years ago um a friend of mine my guitar teacher guy dave shaw and i uh we did all the music together <clears throat> eric johnson sang on it as well um, oh man uh, it, was released, it was released in 1980 uh, it's a, it's actually an album, so it's out there to get boys. And uh, I wrote I wrote two of the songs on it. So what's it yeah. what's it called? I'm it called? After this. <laughs> I forget now what it's called. Even search Rangers on the internet, you'll find it. Maybe uh, yeah. there somewhere. Yeah, definitely. By the way, did you see Derry Johnson there? Hi, it's Derry Johnston here, and you're watching the Battle Fever podcast. Hashtag keep the battle fever on. What a legend. What a voice. What a voice. Silky smooth. Little stout. I know. Uh, somebody had asked a question in the comments there. I can't find that it's there. I'll put it to both Gordons. Starting first with Gordon Reed. Do you have any superstitions before you play? Uh, I don't I don't think nothing nothing crazy, nothing weird or anything. Um I just like getting everything very prepared the night before so i'd have all my like kit that i'm going to use the next day my bag all ready to go so that when you get up in the morning you don't have to worry about any of that stuff you're just ready to go and you can just focus on the match but nothing like that nah, nothing like a weird pair of pants or anything like that <laughs> <laughs> golden smith yeah the, funny enough the only thing i did i can remember in my football career was i put my shorts on last for some reason, when I was getting all my kit on, my shorts was the last thing I put on at every time. Even, even I've got my boots and socks and everything on, and the shorts was last. I don't know why. I was just maybe trying to keep them neat and tidy or whatever, but uh, that was the last thing I put on. But I think it became like a superstition for me as well, sort of thing. So, uh, but apart from that, nothing, nothing else really, no. Does any of the guys on the podcast superstition? No, I was, I was, I was just going to say, Scott. I've actually seen uh, Gordon Smith play guitar, and I don't know if you remember this, Gordon. But we we were on the West Island Way together for uh, uh, Mr. Scott Cunningham, MBE, yeah, um, raising raising money for guide dogs, and uh, Gordon right. took us. Gordon took us into a wee back room. It was secret in uh, the pub, and played as a played as a wee tune on his guitar. Wow. Um, and Scott has actually booked in uh, the Manchester Marathon for next year. He's running marathons. The guy's completely blind. He's running marathons. It's absolutely incredible. You said me though. <laughs> and you are assisting him, Scott, as well. Uh, fantastic, well volunteered. So well I'm done, Scott. That. Well done, exactly. <laughs> what a ledge. So I'm looking forward to that. No, I, I do have a superstition. Policies knows about this for the last pod. The only time I've not wore the Navy Rangers Castor training jumper this year was Superman in the League Cup, and we got <laughs> fucked out. Oh. So every single game. Get no, on. And, it, and it's planked for tomorrow because my missus is of the other persuasion and she keeps trying right. to bin it. <laughs> and I can't let that happen. So, um, where was that other question? Fimo, Gordon Reed, will you take a 55 flag on the centre court in Tokyo if we do it this year? What a question. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. I, remember, uh, I remember actually at the London Paralympics in 2012, uh, I had quite a lot of my friends, my family were down. And a lot of my mates had just changed the lyrics to a few Ranger songs for me on court. And I think my dad sort of sat them down uh, the night, night before my matches and said, hey guys, the support's been brilliant, been absolutely loving it, but just 
keep it keep it down like the levels and the and the range of stuff a wee bit. And then the next match, uh, one of the guys uh, that used to train with Kev Simpson, another wheelchair tennis player, massive Rangers fan. So all my mates are sitting in the stands going, right, yeah, keep it quiet. He walks in, first thing, big union flag. No surrender, God. No surrender. <laughs> 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 Absolutely, I'll get I'll get it packed for I'll get it packed for Tokyo. <laughs> that's a cracking, that was a cracking uh, question. I like that because I remember Gordon you coming out to the park at Ibrox when you won. Was it Wimbledon or what, what major? What, what grand slam was it you won? Uh, I've actually been lucky enough to be on a couple of times. Uh, I won uh, Australian Open when I was on the pitch at half time, and then I won uh, Wimbledon. I was on the, on the pitch at half time as well, and it was amazing, unbelievable experience. I've got to say, I have a lot of respect for you, going. I love tennis, and uh, I've watched you playing quite a few times, and I think, you know, you deserve all the credit you get because you've done a fantastic job, and you're a great tennis player, so well done. Thanks very much. Legend, we Gordon. Echo we all echo that. Agreed. Legend, Gordon. And one Cheers, of Gordon. our own. <laughs> one of our own. Absolutely. Um, Gordon, what was your best ever Rangers goal? Um... I think I think the the one I mean apart from the cup final, I think the I think the Juventus goal was one that uh, it sticks in my memory the most, you know, and um, I just think it was a special night because we we had lost one nil in, in Turin, and Juventus were favourites to win the European Cup that year, and then to come to Ibrox and beat them two nil, and and they had about seven, I think there's at least seven players in that team were in the World Cup winning side for Italy, uh, after that game and all that sort of thing, so. Uh, and it was the funniest thing was I was on a I was on a, a committee with FIFA when I was at the SFA and and who was on the committee was Dino Zoff, uh, who was goalkeeper for Juventus that night and he and he said hello to me he says it's nice to meet Gordon and I said oh we well, met before I nodded to you once and uh, he said where did you nod to me I said that Ibrox in 1978. <laughs> what's what's Billy saying now? Oh, I, I don't know. <laughs> Best Olympics reaction ever was Chinese Olympics official. I didn't hear the comment. His reaction was, "Who are the people?" <laughs> no deal. <laughs> no deal. <laughs> Help me. <out>. Help me. <laughs> Gordon Gordon Smith. Who was the be- Who was the best player that um, you played with? Oh, without doubt, David Cooper. Uh, marvelous talent, absolutely brilliant player, and uh, it was just—he was a nice guy too. I was—I was very friendly with Coop, uh, but he was—he was a great player. He was a, of all the players I played with, uh, Coop's number one. Gone. Did you not tell me the story on the pod about the the bet? Was it with yourself and David Cooper? And tell tell that story. That's great. About oh, the the running one, you mean? Yes. Uh, it's how we became friends because what happened was I was I was just in at Rangers. I just started with him and we did a running session. And when we came into the dressing room afterwards, Davy Cooper was saying in the dressing room, by the way, don't get in his group. He's some runner pointing to me, right? So I'm, I go into the shower and I'm in the shower and they, and they, and they come in and go, hey, you have to come in and get your gear on. I said, what for? And said, you have to race Big Peter and uh, uh, Peter McCloy out in the track. So I to come out of the shower, get dry, get my gear on, and we were on the track and uh, I won the race as a two, half a lap. And David Cooper was cuddling me and all that. And I was thought, what was wrong? And I, I found it afterwards. He'd bet everybody else in the, the Rangers dressing room that I was going to win. And Coop, 
Coop won about over a hundred pound that day, like very much. So that's why he was. That's why he loved me so much after that day. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so talking about Peter McLean. And our goalkeeper that's made so many appearances for Rangers, but Jim Paul McGregor made his his four hundredth appearance for the club against St. Murn. Where does he rank in terms of the goalkeepers for you, mate? Where, where does he rank? Obviously, in our lifetime, you've got your Gorums, etc. But Stefan Kloss comes into that. But where does Alan McGregor rank among our goalkeepers? I, I right. think he is. I would I would say Andy Gorum's the best, and then uh, Alan McGregor's second. I think he's after. Yeah. I think he does come just after Andy Gorum. He's been very consistent. Uh, he's been tremendous. I think that Gorham just ahead of him. I, I played with Andy Gorham. Do you know the funny? I went to Oldham and loan from Man City, and and uh, I was I was there for about three or four days before I realised Andy was a goalie because he was playing outfield in all the practice games and all that and all the training games. He wasn't even, he wasn't even in goals, and I was like, I said, "Is he the goalie?" And he went, "Yeah," because he didn't even look. He wasn't even that tall, you know, either. So, but Andy Gorham, he was a special goalkeeper, and he he could have easily handled the, the change in the game nowadays when goalkeepers. Have to use their feet more and kick the ball more. Gorham would have been easy with that. Some of the keepers I, I did play with in my career with that struggled badly with that sort of thing. But I think Alan McGregor's tremendous, and he he he's the, he plays the ball well with either foot too. So I think that Gorham and then McGregor. Cheap. I I agree. I. <laughs> can I just say, Scott? Scott, can I, can I just say that, like, Andy Gorham had the part of right. If if you walk into a bar and, and Andy Gorham's got the part of right, he's giving you all the jokes and that. Alan McGregor walks into a bar, you're not sure if he lifts up his arms, you're all going to start levitating. Like, you've just got fucking no idea what's going to happen when that guy walks into a room, and I love that. Absolutely love it. You just never know what's going to happen next. Somebody said his interview on Rangers TV the other day was they're obviously say. congratulating him, and they said about how he looked like he's getting interviewed after Polis. You say I, I don't think he enjoys doing them at all, does he? <laughs> it's kind of similar, similar to what we're saying in terms of Morelos, like no scoring against Celtic, but playing well. I mean, he, he stands there and he's like, "Well, I would rather win two two one than draw no no." He's like, I don't, care, I don't care about. He's like, obviously clean sheets are good, but I, I want to win. And he just kept saying, at three points of the main thing, I want to win. He's just on there. And I'm like, get him off. He just, he just, just, somebody's obviously said to him, listen, listen, Greg, say this is your four four hundred appearances. I went to the interview, and he's off. I'll go and do it, right? Whatever. I should say, you expect to stand there. The question because he just goes, no comment. No question. No comment. No comment. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see my lawyer. No comment. <laughs> Paul, see, you're the elder statesman of the pod. What, Thank you. What's, what's your... What, in terms of goalkeepers, where does he rank? Oh, I would say I would, I'd, I'd agree with Gordon. How can you not? Um, I think it's, it's very close between him and Kloss for his second, in my opinion. Uh, Andy Gorham is, on, on, in, in my opinion, undisputedly number one. And it's yeah. very close between Greeks and uh, Stefan Kloss, their goalie, who is number two. I mean, but I think we've been exceptionally blessed to have three outstanding goalkeepers like them in the last 20, 30 years. It's just been incredible. VCID says, I met Gordon Smith and Morrison's in Johnston, made the wee man pose for a photo with him to save me fangirling. We still had no idea who he was. Gordon was a gentleman. <laughs> 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 Putting the Wayne up there, <laughs> <you> go, <laughs> it's flipping mad. I don't actually in uh, Cumbernauld uh, Tesco. I was walking my missus and I'd seen a guy come in. And I'm like, looks like Mark Cately. I mean, 
fuck it is Mark Cayley. And she's like, who's Mark Cayley? I'm like, it's oh, fucking Rangers legend, man. I said, grown up, one of my heroes, you know. She's like, you really need to calm down. You know, he's just a normal man. He's no fucking normal. He's superhuman. <laughs> you ever seen him? He did a ball. I mean? I've ever briefly told you my Arthur Newman story. I don't want to repeat oh, this if I've told it already. Mate, I never repeat a story on this pod, so crack on, mate. You go. Right, very, very briefly, I was in I was in Siam. I'm sure Snags will know this, right? Because I'm boring as anything, right? I tell this all the time. But I was in, I was in Siam <laughs> Park. Know that. Say it like it is, mate. Say it like it is. Right. Uh, I was in I was in Tenerife and I was in the water park, Siam Park, and I was I was just I was walking somewhere and this guy walked past me right now. I've obviously you're in the water park, so I've got my tap off and I've got a Rangers badge on my on my chest, a tattoo, right? And he's kinda looking at me and I'm looking at him and I think to myself, Is that Arthur Newman? And I'm like, No, it can't be can't I keep walking. So about half an hour later I come off a slide and this random person comes up to me. Oh, I like your tattoo. Did you see Arthur Newman in the park? I went, You've got to be joking me, was that actually him? So about an hour later, I go back to uh, where the loungers are, and I'm at the wave pool, and I, I see him in the pool, and I'm standing. I, I get my I get my shoes on, and I'm standing. I'm, I'm basically waiting. I'm like I'm fucking just waiting to pounce, right? So he comes he comes walking out, and I go up to him, Arthur. Ah, mate, look, badge, Rangers man, please get get a picture with me. He, honestly, he stood talking to me and my mates for about half an hour, forty five minutes. I got a photo of him. He was absolutely brilliant. He was superb, man. And he was there with his, he was there with his kids and stuff. And he was he was honestly it's one of the, it's one of the best moments in my life when I met him that day, man. It was bloody magic. And I tell see, as many people in the world. See, I've, only, I've met a Rangers player once by accident, and it was one of the most mortifying experiences of my life. Purely because it was in Safeway in Annie's land. I was walking down the aisle pushing a trolley, and I said to my wife, "I said that's Lorenzo Maduso. He's walking towards us." Pushing his trolley, and she went, Who? I said, Lorenzo, I'm a dude. So she went, Who's that? I said, He's Captain Rangers. And as we approached him, she stopped right from his trolley, grabbed it, and went, Look, he eats too. And started pointing in, and I was sort of off, really fucking embarrassed. Uh, <laughs> Chief, I just want to say to you, mate, that you're, you're never boring telling a story, mate. That's, I, I listen, I preach for that. If you've got a story to tell, mate, you tell the story every single time you're on the pod. That's the way it should be, mate. Yeah, I'll I'll make, it, I'll make it a thing I tell everybody my Arthur Newman story every time I'm on right? every, every, every time you come on you just, just you tell that story it's better than his bloody Hulk Hogan one my Hulk Hogan one's a better right? I actually told it the other day on Twitter just for Barney it made me feel good it did it made me feel good it made my hug my name uh, Gordon Smith would love to see you take over from Neil Doncaster and the SPFL board and sort out the shambles that Scottish football has become would you be interested in that position that is a loaded question is, is, is he selling it is he selling it he's selling it there popcorn I don't think they can afford me, to be honest with you. Yeah. Scott, can I just say... Stories, guys. It's Sorry. about meeting famous Go. people. I, I, I was, I was uh, playing for Brighton at the time, and I was at Gatwick Airport. I was in the shop just buying a newspaper or a magazine or something, and the guy next to me sort of looked at me, and I, I said, how are you doing? I think, who is he again? Who is he play for? And I'm, I'm trying to... And so I said to him, how, how was your season to see if I got a wee clue? And he was like, fine, thanks. I said... Well, you going to America? He goes, yeah, I'm going to Vegas. I was like, okay. So I came out of the shop and I said to my missus, met a player in there. I can't think who he is. And and wait till he comes out. So he comes out and I says, that's him there. She says, I know who it is. I says, who is it? She says, that's Eric Stewart for 10cc. I've said, how's your season as well? Snags <laughs> 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 I was just going to say that... Um, 
the combined Rangers appearances for Stefan Kloss and uh, Andy Gorham totals 392. That's a pair of them. Just saying, if we're talking in terms of... Is that uh, right? Aye. Aye. Wow. I wouldn't have said that. Wow. So, they, so there you go. Um, the they best... The, the, the pass score... Say again. Sorry, what's that? Don't ask what me any questions. Of McGregor, ask him. Uh, it's a great question. Unknown. If he, if he stops 55, uh, <laughs> if he wins 55, <laughs> comes 10. <laughs> he goes beyond them. Yeah, if true. he cures coronavirus. <laughs> I, I, think, I think that'll do it. That'll do it. I was going to say, who's probably better at the dancing? Probably woman, but that's probably a tie, to be fair. <laughs> I don't know. Alan McGregor's only been married twice. I think. I think, I think going to three is enough. <laughs> At least a, a bit of catching up to do. <laughs> That's the one he's told us about. You know what I mean? Uh, Sandy Sandy Bannerstein says, "New to this, my son is called Ali after our greatest." But I live in England, guys. I'm watching the game tomorrow with a Scottish mate. Suppose the other side. Am I coming home happy? Don't Dave. watch it with your mate. <laughs> come round mine instead, Sandy. If you're in Swindon, come round mine. So socially distanced, of course. <laughs> Just say that you need to stick to COVID protocols and you can't watch it with anyone else. Well, that's it, mate. And, can, and I've got plenty of Rangers masks I can give him as well to put on. <laughs> we know a guy. We do know a guy. <laughs> Andrew Bluebells, it's like a Rangers version of Celebrity Squares. <laughs> Gordon Reed, Gordon Smith, and probably the Derek Clark. The rest is not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not straight. We'll go to predictions because obviously we'll start to wrap up. So, we'll go to predictions. Going to go in, in order on my screen. So, Paul, it sees predictions for tomorrow. Well, I think we beat them 2 0. They're placed up, didn't we? So uh, I'm going to get a short and sweet. I'm going to go for the same scoreline again 2 0 to us. Jib? I was going to go 2 0 as well. So I don't know if you can change it. I'll go 3 0. Snagsy. Uh, I'm going to agree with Jeep on that 3-0. That's, uh, that feels comfortable to me because, you know, Celtic have never experienced Kamal Roof yet, and I'm excited about that. Right. Gordon Reid, get your lucky pants on. What's your prediction? <laughs> I'm going to go 3-1 and 5-1 if Shane Duffy plays. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he scores all the goals. <laughs> Derek? <laughs> I'm with, I'm with, I did a wee betting preview for a, a company down here and I said I reckon it would be one each, which is sitting on the fence, isn't it? But I think we'd take that beforehand. But uh, I, yeah, I reckon it would be a draw tomorrow, but it wouldn't be the end of the world if, that, if that's the outcome. I feel, Derek, we would take that on here. It's 3 0 to Rangers. <laughs> Calm. I, I would go for 2 0 again. I think um, it, it wouldn't be a prediction of mine on this pod if I didn't say Manelis is going to score. Because this time, this time, of course, a hard trick, which would make sense because I said 2 0. Right, fuck it, 3 0. Smoke my boy. Gordon Smith. I, I think it'll be uh, 1 0. That's what my forecast is tomorrow. 1 0. Okay. 1 0 three times. Or... Three times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 1 0 each half. Nice. <laughs> you just beat me to that, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going to end on one comment and then I started the pre-match Old Firm pod in October with a wee Rangers montage 
we're going to end it with this. I didn't feel it was right starting it with that, given the day that it is tomorrow for us um, in the 50 years since the anniversary. So we're going to end with one comment, and then we'll go to that. This is the difference between Alan McGregor and every other goalkeeper. Allegedly. Allegedly. We can't be sure about that. Allegedly. Allegedly. I'm gonna go three one us. And I think Alfie will score. And I hope everybody has an amazing start to twenty twenty one and we all party. Social distance and you're in home. But Zoom. Zoom parties. Zoom party for a Rangers win, and maybe we'll get a Jeep pissed on another pod if we win tomorrow. We hey. Telling tell you right now, if we win, I will, I will be, I've, I'll be opening a boat on the first half. So I'll see you there. Yeah, love it, love it. My thanks to Paul, Jeep, Snagsy, Callum, Derek, who are all regulars on the pod, and a special thanks to Gordon Reed and Gordon Smith, terrific guests. We'll try and get his own maybe when there's less people on. <laughs> we just wanted this to be a bumper pod. I enjoyed, I enjoyed doing it, guys. And all the best to you. Happy New Year to you all. And all the best to all the people listening in as well. All the best, guys. Cheers, Gordon. Thanks very much. Yeah. Paul, see you. Yeah, same, same with me. Thanks for having which, me on, guys. My pleasure. Which, which you're signing, which you're signing off thing, Paul, sees? I hope your team wins, guys. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag, hashtag keep that fever on. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.